Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox Voice Remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. This is a live episode, which is becoming a little less rare than than other times. So we're going to talk about the census and all that nonsense that's been going on about that and about March for Our Lives, which which happened last weekend, and a little bit about the omnibus spending bill, which I'm guessing a lot of you probably have already forgotten about already. So all that and more on this episode of Trend Chat. To another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether we're on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24 7. And I write for politics.com. If you want to read some of my articles, just go to politics.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. And don't forget about the book, Politics A Clearing Call to Political Activism, which is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, which contains over 300 pages of articles from contributors like myself talking about if you haven't noticed already I'm kind of grinning because I'm actually going to say more than what I normally say topics like politics, history education, Islam healthcare, parenting religion social issues second amendment 
military, media, activism. Yep, that's right. I said all of the, of the topics that are in the book. Know why? One, I can't say that I just remember them all because I have the book in my hand, which, like I said, I am doing it live. So I'm also on Twitter right now live, and I'm out, and that's what I'm putting in front of the in front of the camera. So yeah, get the book available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And my contribution is about being a delegate at the Republican National Convention in 2016. So, you know, before I get into everything that I mentioned in the beginning, actually, I saw a wrinkle in time a couple of couple of days ago, and yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't impressed. It was it was okay. I guess if I give it a, a rating, I give it like a 2.5 out of 5. But um, it's funny because there's a word that they use in the movie, a number, probably like one, maybe two or three times. And the, the word is underwhelmed. And it's funny because the every time they would say that, that's actually how I felt about the movie. And I kind of walked out saying like, no, yeah, I am underwhelmed because this... <laughs> It, there was some, there was some, I guess, some pacing issues as far as having how the movie was kind of, it kind of lacked in introducing characters in a way, but not so much in the, I guess it's one of those movies, I guess, that you would, you really have to read the book to really get it. You know, a lot of times, sometimes, you know, the book, the book is not used as, I guess, as strictly as most filmmakers filmmakers want to make it seem so but in this case yeah there were a lot of things that i felt like i needed to read the book to really understand especially in the first i said 30 to 45 minutes of it but yeah i just mentioned that because it just still stuck in my mind in a way that i, I yeah it wasn't all that i really didn't care for for, for the movie it's funny that so we're recording on Thursday, March 29th. I am really guessing on that because I haven't even looked at the calendar. But yeah, but we're here in, I'm trying to think where, oh yeah, I'm in Indiana. <laughs> so, um, and today the movie Ready Player One starts, well, like the Thursday shows and then like really starts showing on tomorrow. Now that's a movie I kind of I'm looking forward to see, and I mean it has all the like '80s references in there and video games and it's something I'm for me I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm amped to see sometime this weekend. So I'll probably talk about that a little bit next week. But <clears throat> just wanted to mention that, and so let's let's get into this census deal. And it's not like I'm going to go on a long rant about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I said that, but then next day I know 10 minutes been on pass and I've, and I went on and on about it, but I'm just going to say this from the, from the beginning. Let me just put it that way. Is that it's funny that you have States and pretty much all of these blue States that are out here out to to sue the Trump administration over 
the citizenship question that they want to put on the census in 2020. So if you don't know, the census is every 10 years. So we're coming up on it on 2020. And the Trump administration wants to add a citizenship question to it. And that right there just sent all the liberals into a tizzy. I mean, they just lost their ever-loving mind. I mean, I mean, how dare a country want to ask who's here legally? How dare you want to know who's here as far as who is here illegally and who are the legal citizens to get an accurate count? I can't I really can't believe I'm well yeah I can't believe it but it's just absurd that this argument from the liberals that want want to make it for why this is either um, some sort of suppression or oppression whatever word they're going to use as opposed to the fact of wanting to have an accurate count of the legal citizens in this country now the cynical part of me and I not only the cynical I actually believe it's true that uh, these liberals uh, definitely see a lot of harm coming to to their districts or whatever uh, whatever plans they may have for the future when it comes to if you have to count all the legal citizens because I know if uh, I know the way of talking about um, what was it California where they gained five house seats and five electoral votes because of the census in 2020 and so they if you have this citizenship, uh, well, citizenship question in the census there's a possibility they might lose a seat or maybe three or four which actually I don't know why they feel that way honestly and I'll tell you the reason why because let's say you know all this blows over and the citizenship question gets added okay you know progressives lost whatever court battles they're going to put the Trump administration through and they lose and the citizenship question is put on the, the census. Even if that happens, I'm just saying <laughs> why if if someone is here illegally will all of a sudden feel the urge to answer that question truthfully? Um, why now? I, I mean, I'm going to make a very general statement, but I'm pretty sure, especially if you've been here legally for a long period of time, I'm pretty sure you've been lying on about something already. And the longer you've been here, you've probably been lying even more uh, about something. I'm not saying you just lie, you know, lying about everything, but at some point you have to say you have to be lying about something to whether it's you know getting a job or whatever so i don't see why in this case well get, well given the fact that if they do maybe uh, as far as 
it, it coming back to them as far as being tracked, or maybe it might get um might get researched. I really don't know that much as far as when it comes to the census, but I'm just looking at it just you know just from the fact of well, what's really stopping them from just lying about it and and just saying yes. Now, if that uh, now if they answer yes and get caught or you know have um have to go through you know a whole bunch of um, a lot more legal issues now then i guess another i guess the next step for them or the i guess the next choice is either to not you know to not even get counted at all you know they just don't even fill it out or, or something like that, which also will hurt progressives. They will hurt progressives a whole lot more than they hurt, you know, Republicans. Especially when it comes to the people who are here illegally. So, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to fight this as much as possible. Going to try to take it as you know all the way to the Supreme Court they can, because they definitely don't want to lose those votes. And I'm saying it right now. It ain't about you know trying to be empathetic or sympathetic to uh immigrant communities no it's all about the votes that's what it comes down to the votes that they know they're going to lose if they if they know that the people who are here illegally would either not even fill it out because they are here illegally and don't and don't want to have um you know don't want to have ice <laughs> even even knowing where they live or whatever like that or they'll say yes and who knows they by saying yes they may get caught <laughs> or anyway they just know that that strain that's going to be put on those illegal immigrant communities because that's the community that's really you know that is a really focus for them it's not so much just being an immigrant because i you know you know, liberals will just love to just talk about. They just put it as talking about immigrants in general, and try to lump them all in. When we as conservatives talk about immigration and far as fixing what's going on with our borders, we're talking about illegal immigration. But they conveniently, you know, take that illegal part out because they want to make it seem like you know conservatives are just hate immigrants altogether. That's not the case, never been the case, and never will be the case. And no matter how many times they keep wanting to repeat that, that is not true. It's all about illegal immigrants, illegal immigration. That's what it's all about. And so, anyway, that, um, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll see where this goes. Like I said, I'm pretty sure they're going to fight this tooth and nail. And I'm, <laughs> I hope. You know that it actually gets on the census, but who knows? I mean, we got all these activist judges basically in all these appeal courts, so I can easily see it going all the way to the Supreme Court, especially because this appeal, um, you know, this appeal court is gonna gonna rule in these blue states' favor, and and just gonna keep going up and up and up and all the way up to the Supreme Court, and I don't know how long it's gonna take. Who knows? It might get expedited and make it ruled on next year because it it would be 
you know, very urgent to get a ruling on it, given that the census in, is in um, 2020. So, so yeah, that's all I got to say on that. And look, oh, it was yeah about nine minutes. So, <laughs> so I guess that was a mini rant. I don't know. But before we get to everything else, let's hear from my friends with the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. So... Last weekend, we had what was called the March for Our Lives, which, um, you know, that's a it's a nice, cute name, but uh, it's another name I've heard a number of times from you know conservative outlets has called it the uh, called it um the March for Our Lives, you know, taking the V out. Which you know, I think is appropriate because it really is a lie that they are trying to p- portray out there as far as the whole, no matter how they want to frame it, how flowery the language and how how else they want to make it seem like it's that the end game to all of this is about basically the at the very end of it all it's basically taking away our rights to defend ourselves and that it goes further than guns either I, I would say that it would go further than guns I know a lot of people want to take it there first and say like what you know they're here to take away our guns uh, gun confiscation or whatever like that I I would think it even goes further than that because even after if they would have would achieve that then they're going to just move on to other weapons because <laughs> it's not going to stop there if you if you did take all the guns it's there's still going to be violence there's still going to be some atrocity some tragedy that's going to happen and whatever that device is is used or whatever weapon then they're going to go to try to take that away and just going to continue to keep going and going and going and but like you know to go from where we at now to the point that if they succeed to even you know taking away quote unquote assault rifles and if they even get that far I think that that's a it's a long way to go but they, you can't blame them. they're still gonna try and then they're gonna keep on trying they're gonna take advantage of every tragedy to further their gun control issue just basically they just want to take our guns regardless of any fact about whether it would actually stop you know stop violence because one i guess one term they love to use is like gun violence so in the so if you take away guns, then okay, then it will be knife violence or it will be you know, uh, bomb violence. So you already had that in Austin. So 
it doesn't you know it, it doesn't really it doesn't matter because you're always going to have evil and you know the constant argument as far as just you're blaming the gun when the person is the one to blame and that's always the case oh well it's uh, <laughs> when I well I didn't see much of this march at all uh, for one I was on the road but but what I did see kind of just went went down the same vein I know I saw the video where you have people just openly saying that you have one guy I saw said I wish Obama would have taken our guns like just plain as that and he wasn't the only one there was others saying the same thing you had others on the stage even um saying something something close to that which I one thing I thought was very very ironic is where you had one speaker up there talking about guns don't protect trying to basically demonize you know the point of even having a gun but yet at the same time all you know they had all this security with guns around them so if it doesn't protect them what do you need them for if they don't protect if you if they're so horrible then why do you need them to protect you i mean i guess they're not protecting you in in on in her case i don't know who that who that speaker was but if uh if they're not good for protection I say again, then what's, what was the point of having armed security? Because what? I, I just, uh, one of the many hypocritical things I saw <laughs> that, uh, that pa- this past weekend. Now, in talking about the Second Amendment, it's funny, we also go, <laughs> I know I talked, um, I talked about this one guy at the, at the march who was saying that he wished Obama would have taken our guns. Now, then you had this op-ed by former Supreme Court Justice um, John Paul Stevens. Basically, said said to, what, repeal the Second Amendment. That was his op-ed was basically all about. So, you had that blatant statement out there on the march, and then... You have this from a former Supreme Court justice. Just please just let that sink in. He was in the Supreme Court and he is talking about wanting to repeal one of the amendments in the Constitution. One of the essential amendments in the Constitution. I mean, it. when I think about what I read from from the former Supreme Court Justice and I just think about back in 2016 at one of the cases for voting for um, for Donald Trump was the Supreme Court and to read this from a former Supreme Court Justice and now given that we, we now have President Trump and got Neil Gorsuch in the Supreme Court and I can only... <laughs> Can you can you imagine if we had Hillary right now, who would have been in that spot instead of Neil Gorsuch? If I'm pretty sure it would have been someone just like John Paul Stevens, another person who would be all for taking away our rights, basically. But 
thankfully, that didn't happen. So for <laughs> for the time being, when I said the time being, I'm guessing I'm you know however a couple of couple of decades maybe. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I do still think we're on this slow erosion of our liberty. Um, how slow it's going to be? It, it's up to us for one. It can actually stop eroding altogether. And that's up to us as well. But I don't see society going in that direction. I see society just continually eating away little by little. A little bit of freedom here. A little bit of liberty here. And just going slowly and slowly. And it's still constantly doing it right now. Even with a Republican House, Republican Senate, Republican President. We're still going in that direction. Uh, If anything, right now, it's just not going the erosion is is not as fast as it would have been if we had you know a president hillary so because if we if we had a president hillary then it you know the erosion would be a whole lot quicker because like i said we would we would have had someone in supreme court who would be for all all the progressive agenda I can just imagine the Supreme Court justice that you would have appointed just would have been a super progressive, <laughs> basically just being a communist <laughs> in the in the Supreme Court. I can just imagine that, but don't have to imagine that because that didn't happen. So, <sighs> and it's funny because by reading that from um, from John Paul Stevens, it actually made me you know feel better about voting for Trump. Just for that simple, that little simple thing right there of having a having someone in the Supreme Court who is not appointed by Hillary Clinton, that could mean so much. It's for not just for the Second Amendment, just for the Constitution, just just for this nation in general. So that's a. That was, you know, that kind of it made me feel a little bit better. I'm like when I read that, I'm like I actually feel a little. I feel even better <laughs> that you know Neil Gorsuch in the Supreme Court because you had somebody in there who wants to, you know, repeal the Second Amendment, and I'm pretty sure there's some in there right now that want to want to do the same thing, and you know, the, we keep getting these. These groups keep having these marches and all these progressive liberal groups out here constantly pushing gun control, keep pushing it and pushing it. And, you know, these kids from Parkland who who, I'm pretty sure that if they continue their activism, I mean, they're teenagers. So if they continue on into their 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s, I mean, they're going to be a thorn in in conservative side for all this time and just going to deal with them you know whatever i mean you know they're going to be there constantly they're going to be the new face of just basically progressive politics they're going to have their um get their platforms they're going to have people you know backing them up financing them or whatever and so yeah so that's that's who we're gonna have to deal with for the next 
30 some odd years <laughs> or, or, or more who knows and so before I uh, well, got a couple more things to get to and just a, yeah, a little bit about that omnibus um, not too much more but before we get there let's hear another word from my friends with the founder project Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. So, the omnibus spending bill was last week. And like I said, I'm pretty sure at this point, that's kind of like last year's news <laughs> right now. But um, honestly, I don't really have too much more to, to speak about. Only The only thing about it is that uh, President Trump said that, and, well, one, he tweeted about vetoing the, you know, the bill, which... That would have been great. <laughs> uh, I didn't think he was. I, you know, when I saw the tweet, I was like, I believe it when I see it. And no, he didn't. And obviously, there were reasons why. And he mentioned one of them in particular. And um, and you know, just mentioned about military spending, which is important. Don't get me wrong. I think it is important that we are you know properly funding our military but um in saying that he also said that well i don't know if he said this the last time he's gonna sign a bill like this or he's not gonna sign a bill like this he's not gonna do this again which i say again i believe that when i see it because if the democrats know that they can hold military spending over your head. Like you gave the reason why you signed it this time because you knew you, you know, because you had to do it because of military spending. Well, if they know that, they know that that is your basically your weak point. What's going to stop them from doing it again? And every time they're going to tie in military spending and then want to negotiate and throw in every spending program they can think of to fund, including Planned Parenthood. So we're going to be basically doing this whole song and dance again. And I don't see why he wouldn't sign it again. And he's probably going to have said the same thing. <laughs> well, we must fund our military. Well, the, there has to be a point where either you're going to say no and say, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, we've, you have taken this too far as far as whatever, you know, spending proposals they want to bring up, or you're just going to keep signing and just keep complaining about it. <laughs> like, oh, this is a, this is a horrible bill or this is spending way too much well if you really want to make a make a point about that veto the bill 
I mean, they're not going to stop until you <laughs> until you make them stop. And like I said, if they know that this is your weakness, that well, if we put if we um, hold up military spending, then he's going to be forced to sign it because he don't, you know, he he's going to you know, he, he he's got to do that. So, like I said. I don't know when the next one will be coming up. I'm guessing it'll be this time next year. And I'm guessing we're probably going to spend another one point. Well, this time was, I guess, 1.3. Wouldn't be surprised next year it'd be like 1.5. Or, man, who knows? It could be 2 trillion. <laughs> who knows next year? And it's going to be the same excuse we got to fund this and that. You know, and and, and definitely going to be, problem. who knows, it might be something like military spending again. Or infrastructure spending or whatever like that and it's going to be this one one thing that i want to want to pay for that i like and with that i'm going to pay for all these other horrible things in this bill because i just have to have to do the one which is military spending which you know i feel like you I feel like he could have vetoed the bill and and could have gotten a better deal. But honestly, I don't think he didn't. I don't think it really affects <laughs> that he's really affected so much about the spending that much to the point to where he feels like I'm just going to not I'm going to veto the bill. I don't think that I think he's I don't think he likes it, but I don't think he's going to not sign a bill either. Like I said, I'm just like I said, he, you know, he come. I believe it when I see it, and I guess we'll have to wait until that time. Um. So this is well, like I said, today is Thursday, and this weekend is well. Some people call it Easter weekend. I, I like to call it Resurrection weekend. And people go to church on Sunday for Easter, which I I will call it Resurrection Sunday. But um, and uh, for everyone who is um, you know, going out, going to church, and hopefully this is not the not the only time that you're going to church is this weekend but if so still go and hopefully after that you would will come back and don't wait till the Christmas to come back you know but um you know I was um we're we're pretty much you know as far as talking about the topics and everything pretty much you know talked about everything but I do want to mention right quick um, something personal just quickly um, so a couple a couple days ago uh, my grandmother died and as I it's actually another reason why I want to do this live because If I try to do this and record it, and I, I know me, 
And even when I'm not, you know, talking about something like this, I could, you know, I would get flustered or something, or maybe I would just, I don't like how something came out and I would just stop and record, stop it and record and over. So it, sometimes I can get kind of in my head as far as overthinking when I'm re- recording the podcast. And, um, and I know it would, if I'm going to talk about this, it was going to be even worse. So I said, I better do this live. But I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to speak much about it. Just, you know, I, um, you know, my grandma, she, uh, you know, I, I used to go to her house, you know, when I was in, you know, um, elementary school and used to stay with her until my mom got off work and, and whatnot. And, you know, spent a lot of time with her and went to, um, and, you know, with her, uh, at that time she would be out in the garden and, 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 um, you know, it, I remember watching old Batman, um, TV shows at her house and, you know, it's, um, I mean, I would say this. I mean, she definitely, definitely lived a, a full life. She was 101. So, um, it's, uh, one, you know, I, I'm just, one thing I can definitely say and, and also just thinking about with the upcoming weekend and resurrection, um, Sunday, I'm just, I'm glad to know that she's not in pain anymore. I know, I know she was definitely not moving as well in her later years and just that's one thing I, I rejoice in and um, just you know love my grandma and and you know just uh, just want to want to mention that and oh yeah so like I said, that, that's it for uh, for um, for Trend Chat today. And next week, I don't know actually how many episodes. I mean, like you know, it could be two, it could be one. I really don't know. But uh, I appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate everyone who has been watching live. Um, well, right now, like nobody's watching. <laughs> um, but uh, I appreciate everyone who has been listening, and look forward to continuing on with this and and just taking it, it doing this as much as possible, which is fun. As long as it's fun for me, which it is, this is just it's fun just talking into this microphone, <laughs> just get stuff off my chest. So. So, uh, yep, with that, appreciate it again listening. And um, until next week, we'll chat with you later.
Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.